Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Core Queen Podcast. I'm your girl, Didi Leggett, a.k.a. the Core Queen. Y'all know we're going to be talking shit and getting fit physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. No sugar coating. You know we're telling the truth over here. So y'all got a special guest today. If you don't know him, I will introduce him onto the Core Queen Podcast. First time exclusive interview with no other than Money Train. He is a Carolina native, originally from Pageland, South Carolina. He's a singer, songwriter, uh, and he is known for his racy performances on stage where he picks up bitches. He is a gifted keyboard player, guitar player, and drummer who has opened for major artists like Trina, R. Kelly, Angie Stone, The Baby, Soldier Boy, Rich Homie Quan, Big Boogie, Fabo, and Jeezy, and many, many more. Y'all welcome Money Train. Oh, ride it, ride it. Don't ride a train, but yeah, no. you ready to answer some questions because people want to know some stuff. Let's do it. Let's they do got it. questions for you. So, um, for those people who do not know Money Train, how did you get into music? How did you even start? making music um grew up in church church background grew up singing um singing playing drums keyboard um my pops kind of like joe jackson so you know how that go if you don't if you don't get this you don't get this one line right whoop your ass till you get it right oh geez yeah that's, that's literally how i have okay yeah but i never cared i never cared to do music i was i just did it because that's what we did in family i grew up playing from sports Okay, what sport did you play? Uh, mainly football, but basketball was my first love, and baseball. Okay, okay. So y'all was getting whooped in the music. Whoop. Oh goodness, Lord Jesus, take the wheel at the church. Okay. Well, um, since you, I mean, y'all know you didn't want to be in the music, but who has been like the most influential person in shaping your career other than your dad? Um, it's it's a crazy answer. I'll probably say the baby, oh. just because like. Like he do hip hop, but I watch his grind. You know what I'm saying? I seen like how he grind. Of course, I love, you know, the greats, Michael Jackson. Um, I love Jamie Foxx because he sang and played, got the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I yeah. love R. Kelly music, despite what people say about him, his situation. Musically, the guy's a genius, you know what I'm saying? But just uh like in today's time that I'm living in and seeing it, because me and baby kind of started at the same time. Okay. And I just watched like how he just I'm talking about full, full speed, whether it was a mistake, perfect, it didn't matter. It just, you know what I'm saying? So he was the reason why I seen him with a poster. I went and got a poster. Okay. He had t-shirts. I went and got t-shirts. Mm -hmm. So I was like, he do hip-hop, I do R&B, but hustle was hustle. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's still grinding the same way. That, like his, like he ain't made it. Yeah. He, he literally be boots on the ground, like constantly pushing music, pushing music, pushing music. So... Okay, well, that's a good uh, influence, especially being from the Carolinas. Yeah, because you don't really see that right now. Like it's it's kind of stagnant here when it comes to that. So seeing somebody like that break out, it's pretty damn amazing. Um, so if you could get a feature from three artists, who would they be? Uh, baby, definitely one of them. Okay. Um, even though you already have a song with Baby. Yeah, yeah, but it don't it don't it don't, <laughs> it don't, it don't count. count. No, it don't count. <laughs> um, baby, definitely one of them. Um, R. Kelly, for sure. Okay, okay. Um, just because I know I know with Kells, I'm finna do something that I ain't even never thought of. Like the dude, really genius. And um, who my third person would be? I want to feature. 50 Cent. Really? Yeah. That was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, 50 Cent. Just because of, like, 50 always going to give you a game. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, 50, 50 is one of the pioneers that took um, music into street mentality mm -hmm. and mixed the two and learned how to not be stagnant. He, 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 he was one of the ones that, I'm going to get in if I'm going to do this. But I, I got an exit plan. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't stop him. Oh, no. No. You know what I'm saying? I love 50. Yeah, you can't. You can't. He's the only one that I've ever seen 
do the music game how he's doing it. Yeah, he's a genius. Master P came close. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he came close. It was, I think, his. Well, yeah, I think Fifty is more buttoned up. Like he, he really got like into the culture of what we need and what we want. Like he understands what we want to see as far as what's on the screen, what we want to hear, what's on the radio, like the music. Like we want. Master P was kind of a little cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 50 Cent, 50 Cent was always first Charleston White. That's what people don't realize. Oh yeah, he's petty. 50 was our first Charleston White. In that regard, he's very petty. Oh, I love to see them two in the same room. <laughs> same room. Yeah. So you've been doing this music thing for how long now? Um, 2024. Um, I think it would be spring break when I first released Money Train. So that would be 10 years. Yeah. That's a long time. So what is one of the most memorable moments of your music career? Um, Really getting the opportunity to go on tour with Trina. Like, that was the moment to where, like, like I knew it, but I knew it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, it was like, a, I never had a moment like that. And you hear a lot of stuff in the music industry, you know what I'm saying? And then meeting a guy like C.O., shout out to C.O., he just come... Shout out to CEO. This man told me, he said, you could never pay me um, enough amount of money for what I would do for you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just, he's telling the truth because he's been in the game so many years, I can't pay him, back pay him all them years. It's almost right. like child support. You can't back pay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because I'm meeting him one, I'm at. And he's meeting me where I'm at, but I'm also meeting him where he's at. Right. He's unlearned all the mistakes and yeah. the bullshit, the do's and don'ts. You know what I'm saying? And it's been plenty of time I don't see him music. He didn't be like, uh, <laughs> Trying, you really dope, but you gotta choose what you what you, what you gonna do. You gonna do RB, you gonna do hip hop. Not a sense, you know, I sent him a thousand songs. Yeah. And he'd be like, they both would work. He never told me no. Yeah. He never told me no. He said, at the end of the day, you got to pick with what you most comfortable with and doing, you know? And yeah. when I seen him, when I said, when I, first of all, when I made Ride a Train, I didn't even think it was like, was going to happen like that. Cause I had a feature with um, Anthony Hamilton. So we was, we was riding, but we was like, what's next? And then I seen him, when I seen him ride a train, he was like, great second choice to back that up. Yeah. And he was like, you got to run with it. And if you don't know who CEO is, he is Trina's manager, but he is probably one of the most influential people in the industry. Everybody knows CEO. So if you don't know him, check him out. IG Captain CEO. He's the man. Yeah. Slip and slide. Don't play. Take it to the high. That's CEO. <laughs> that's CEO. <laughs> All across the world. Yeah. That's the man. That's him. We love CEO. Um, so what are some of the hardest lessons you've learned so far along the way? Musically? Yeah. Trust nobody. Uh. Trust nobody. Yeah, trust nobody. Be, 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 be. What you hear, don't believe. And what you see, barely believe. Because mm. it's all, I mean, like now you see me, I got a costume on. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, you got a costume on. Mm -hmm. That's the music industry. Right. It's, it's just, it's Halloween. Mm -hmm. Like, ain't no meeting real people like CO. Uh, that's like hitting a lottery. Yeah, absolutely. Because everybody sell you a dream and and they salesmen because they already at a place. Like, is they really trying to help you or are they trying to get money out of you? Uh -huh. So if you can't if you can't spend no money with them, they don't really fuck with you like that. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? I, I done had a guy tell me, like, we can talk on the phone. Like, what we need to meet for? We ain't spend no money. And I can't knock him. Right. You know what I'm saying? I Because this is his job. Like we're not we're not homeboys home, you know what I'm saying? Like we just it's business. That was the hardest part for me because you know, most most people in the South, and especially if you grow up in the church, you think love, you know what I'm saying? Compassion. Yeah. Music industry, mm -mm. <laughs> business. They sit your loving ass over there. <laughs> the fuck out of here, tell me some love. That's yeah, I, I think that's the truth because I one thing about music is that you have to be passionate about it. Right. To do it. If you're not passionate about it, you're going to get into it and you're going to be out of it quickly. 
because they're going to drag you through the mud and they're going to take all your money. I don't, and I don't understand why people would even go into that industry if you're not really passionate about it. Yeah, it's a long, dark road. Mm, it's, yes, it is. It's lonely and dark. When they tell you it's lonely at the top, it's really for that reason. Because there ain't enough real people in the music industry. Yeah. That's why it's lonely at the top. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier that CEO told you that um you got to make, it's up to you. You got to make a decision. Are you going to do hip-hop or R&B? So what type of artist do you consider yourself? Are you a singer? Are you a rapper? People ask that all the time. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm a singer for sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely a singer. Don't get it misconstrued or uh, <laughs> I don't need auto tune. And so <laughs> I'm gonna let that be known. I'm a, I'm a singer first. And uh, if I had to like explain my artistry, like I just said, one of the guys before, like R. Kelly, he can make uh, remind me of a jeep, and then he can make I believe I can fly. That's what a sum of a money train, you know, because I. I'm I'm one of those guys. <clears throat> I'm a father, and this is one thing I hate about the music industry. You can't tell me how to be because I'm a father. Um, I'm gonna go to the club, have a good time. Um, I'm active in my kids' life. I'm a hard worker. I'm a party sometimes, and I'm gonna pray sometimes. So to tell me that I need to be like this one set way when I feel all these emotions is crazy to me. You see what I'm saying? Like music is about expressing yourself. And I noticed, like, back in the day, like, Lauren Hill, another great, she expressed herself mm -hmm. in whatever way they came out. And she made great, dope music. And that's why we're talking about her today. Right. Because it, she just, she didn't, she didn't block herself in. Yeah. You know, so. But I think right now, the way that music is going, they want you to be a certain way. They want you to be a certain way. And they put everybody in these certain boxes. And if you try to get out of that box, you're not getting out because they made you, that's who you are. And you can't, you can never really take that label off yourself anymore. Yeah. And if you pay attention to the people that, and I tell people all the time, you got to do what's best for you because you know how you feel at the end of the day. And the people that, the people that didn't get put in their box are the greats. Yeah. yeah. The people Prince. that didn't get Prince. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. Even look at Drake. Yeah. I ain't never seen Drake come from no hood shit. No. He, yeah. I know him from the grassy. He's a Disney kid. Yeah. But Drake is on. The biggest albums with the biggest folks in the world, all different color, race, nationality. Mm -hmm. Every great person I know was never in a box. So, yeah. So, what do you think is missing right now in the music industry? Uh, real music. Mm. Yeah, real music. Oof. Yeah. Um, I actually, right before we uh, came on, something popped up on my timeline that Rolling Stone just. <laughs> No shade, just honesty, because I don't sugarcoat. But Rolling Stone just named um the hip hop song of the year mm -hmm. by Sexy Red Ski. I mean, hey, I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to Sexy Red. One thing, one thing I don't, one thing I, out of, I've learned when I don't control it or I don't have a say so in it, I can't really say nothing about it. Oh, I'm I want to say something. I got an opinion. I mean, yeah, but like it's, it's their world. Like yeah. they control it. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the sad part is that we are the majority of the talent, and they control majority of the money <laughs> and the titles and all. It's just crazy, but hey, yeah, I, the the music industry is is suffering right now. So 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 this is what I tell people, like, because <clears throat> we all most of us have kids, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. So, um, and it's just a way to think about it. Those people that's making those decisions, do they want the kid to be like sex red? No. Okay, so it's like yeah, they're pushing an agenda. They're pushing absolutely. An agenda. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, and they pushing it to our kids on yeah. purpose because we fall for it. We're the most um, influenced race on the planet. Yeah. Easily influenced. Yeah. So you know it's not about it. Like, they let you know, like, we don't care about talent. No. It's a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you mentioned earlier that you're a singer mm -hmm. and that you do not need auto-tune. Mm -hmm. So do you think auto-tune has given untalented individuals the confidence to make music? Yeah, most definitely. Like it give an ugly person to put on makeup. The hell? 
Well, because I had your friend Willie Franco on. Shout out to Willie Franco last week on the last episode. And he said that he does not believe that. Franco is the GOAT. Well, Franco, that's his opinion. He said it just enhances the vocals. You have to you have to be able to sing in order for auto-tune to work. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. I agree with you. No, you don't. I've, I've witnessed this. No, you don't. That much, listen, we're talking about computerized things. Mm-hmm. We and, and a lot, I've been talking about machinery lately. Yeah. The machine will work for you. Mm-hmm. Put in the right key, it's gonna work for you. Yeah. Rappers is using auto-tune. I don't understand. So yep. they're not singing. I agree. And I think that's what has this industry or this lane of the industry, this genre of music is saturated. Because now there's a cheat code. Yeah, I wish they get rid of auto tune. I do too. Because for guys like me, it makes it hard. Yeah. Now you don't need an R&B guy on your hook. Yep. Because you because 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 now we got Boosie singing on the hook. And I love Boosie to death. <laughs> Boosie, why is you singing? It's in love, oh, so many. <laughs> I don't want to hear Boosie singing no song. Yeah, it's it's a little different. And I so. love Boosie. Yeah, I don't know. So um. What has been the most disappointing moment of your music career? Expectation. Elaborate. Expecting people to be how I am. Because, okay, so we're talking about the music industry. I'm expecting to go to certain venues and have these, um, what is it, showcases? Mm-hmm. I'm expecting talent to win. I'm expecting talent win. But when I get up here and I see 30 niggas mm. jumping up and down on stage, <laughs> song don't sound worth a damn. But guess what? They bought 30 motherfuckers in the club. That means they spent money at the door. Yep. My expectation has got me disappointed. Mm. Okay, I'm going into this label meeting with my talent, mm. and they tell me about numbers. My expectation has got me disappointed. When I'm going over here to meet this person, and I know the artists that they got on their label they ain't nowhere near as good as me, but you know, I'm thinking my talent gonna supersede them. That's that 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 goes again. My expectations get me disappointed because they don't give a damn about my talent. No. Can I bring them some money? That's all they want to know. Because they're not in position to to be like, oh, money train, we can make a lot of money with you. Right. I see the gold mine. They ain't they ain't looking at me like that if they was, they'd be calling me. Because I think the industry is so different now from like, you know, back in the day where you grinding it out, you got to go to the labels and, you know, try to push your tape or whatever to them or, and they have a budget to do art, artist development, stuff like that, actually give you a deal. Now right. it's like, you got to create your own fan base right. before they even take you seriously. So it's like, they, they've really been taken out of the realm of actually the music business. All they doing is investing in something that's already created. Yeah. So that's why the independent artists exist. And most of these people aren't signing to labels. So would you prefer to stay an independent artist or? It just depends. It depends on the situation. Okay. It depends on the situation. Because I'm not going to be one of them guys say, I'm staying de- independent. Right. Fuck that. I mean, you come, you come talking the right money. And I don't have to have, I don't have to have, um, I don't have to be the richest artist in the world. Like, cause it's, it's a lot to come with that. You know what I'm saying? We see it in, in today's time. Like, like defaults is doing some real demonic shit because they give me you this crazy amount of money. So right. I needed, they want to know for sure. Like we got some secret dirt on your ass. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, to be an alias artist, like, but if, when I wasn't this deep into the industry, it was a major dream. Yeah. But once you get on the other side of the door, mm. you can kind of see it's like, okay, I ain't got to be as big as Jay-Z or Kanye. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I hear Kanye say, I lost the only girl in the world to know me best. Mm. Jennifer Hudson's story. I don't think I want to, I don't think I wanted that, that. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool on a booster level. <laughs> right. Core I'm, fan base. I'm cool on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because cause if, yeah, I think people... People be happy to make six figures and say, I got a six-figure job. Mm-hmm. So if I can get six-figure doing music. Doing something you like. Doing, doing something you like. To, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Doing so, doing what you love to do. Yeah, I agree. So what's been your biggest accomplishment so far in your career? Um, My biggest accomplishment 
I would have to say is being able to tell my kids I'm going to do something, be something, and it happens. That's my biggest accomplishment. Because I can't, like, to say to say one, I, it's, it's been a couple of things that's happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the going on tour with Trina, mm-hmm. that's been major because, as we know, everybody don't get a chance to shake CO's hand and meet CO. So that's been major, but every everything else is like you don't have to have talent to get one. Well, right. I've seen so many, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's not impressive. Like to to me, because I'm in it, like I'm not impressed to be on the stage. Mm-hmm. Like my relationship got me here, but I just seen this dude pay two thousand dollars. Yep. Like, so you know, that's not a big accomplishment to me. So now I was having a conversation with my the other day, and they was like, Why would you say it like that? Because it's not my talent. Yeah. Anybody can get right here if you just got money. Yeah. Yeah. But like to be able to tell my kids, and I'm gonna do XYZ, and they see me doing XYZ, it sets a certain expectation in my kids and my household that they have to do the same thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So okay. So I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked the last three guests on my show that are from the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. One of them wouldn't answer No Limit Larry, but I understand why. But who is on your Mount Rushmore of the Carolinas for music? What's the, what, how many artists? Four. Shit, it ain't that many. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> the baby, number one. Okay. J. Cole, number two. Um, Mount Rushmore for the mm-hmm. Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hamilton got to be in there. Okay. Um, Peter Pablo. All right. You, all right. That was a good list. That was good. That's the that's the ones I know that had the most impact. Impact. Right. I agree. Yeah. Because I I knew. Look, I probably hadn't been to the Carolinas too many times, but I knew that goddamn Petey Pablo. Take was your from take the your shirt off. <laughs> Take your shirt off, twist around your head like a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to do an honorable mention, though. Fantasia. I mean, yeah. I got to do honorable mention with Fantasia. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But if four is hard, she would be five for me. Yeah. She definitely had a huge impact. So, okay. Okay. Um, So, if Charlotte, well, if the Carolinas had a versus mm-hmm. battle, who could go song for song with you? Um, Song for song with me. Mm hmm. It won't be artists that people even know. Like song for song would probably be Daniel Boyd. Oh, really? Daniel Boyd. Okay. I feel like he would blow me out of the water. Shout out Daniel Boyd. Okay. Listen, I didn't think he was gonna say that. I'm telling you. Like everybody else don't like like Willie. I would say Willie Frank, Willie Frank don't count. Right, like, yeah, yeah, he's just the goat. Like, <laughs> yeah. he don't even count. You know what I'm saying? Willie, Willie Frank is the cheat code for me and a lot of other people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he don't even count. But Daniel, man, please. Okay. Well, I have some fan questions. Some people send in some questions that they ask me to ask you. <laughs> Before like, I get into my I, next set, I feel of like questions. this gonna get crazy. Then they're not questions. I mean, they're not crazy. One of them is, um, what was the first song that you ever wrote? Oh man, I had a shirt. It was I had a shirt. It had two blessed to be scratched, two blessed to be scratched. That, that, that's all I remember. <laughs> that, I was like, <laughs> I probably like seven years old. Really? I was like seven years old. We sent it patiently. You wrote a song at seven years old. Seven years old. That's I, I never forget that. Two blessed to be scratched. That was a, that was the melody. I didn't think that was gonna be your answer. Yeah, that was. Now it was my first song. Like you asked my first song, like take off. No, that first song you ever that's wrote. My that's first song I ever wrote. That's okay. A... The next question they ask is, do you feel the support from your city, or do you feel more love in other areas? Me and my city got a love hate relationship. Okay. I definitely get love in my city. I ain't gonna be one of the ones to my some. No, my city is the reason why the world know who Money Train is. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely get love other places too. Of course, you you know, people from your city, so they know you. You know what I'm saying? They not they not wild about you for so long. Hell, I see you all the time. What's right. up, nigga? How you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, the wild fact is going to die down until you get to another level. Then it's like, oh, I know you could do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? 
And yeah. you, every level you keep going, it's like, you know, they're proud of you. And of course, you're going to have some haters. That's just a given. But when you go to other cities, it seems like you're getting a lot more love because they just don't really know much dirt on you. Right. That or, wow factor is there. Yeah, wow factor will always be there. They don't see you as much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, okay. and I think the last question you kind of answered already. Mm-hmm. Um, what artists, past or present, in, inspired you to do music? You kind of answered. Yeah, that. I answered that. Definitely. Okay. All right. Well, let me get back into my questions because they're going to get juicy here in a minute. (laughs) So you are very quiet most of the time. So people are always like guessing or trying to figure out what is he thinking? What is Mm -hmm. he like? What is he about? He's so mysterious. So what are some misconceptions that people have about you? I'm just assume. Yeah, I'm not quiet. That's a misconception. (laughs) I just don't put nosy motherfuckers in my business. If if oh, because I'm like this. If I don't know you, okay, I come into a room, I speak, you know, I introduce myself. Mm-hmm. But once I feel like you just like you overwhelming in my face, yeah, that's weird to me. <laughs> like just let it be natural. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like. I've witnessed this, so it's hilarious. Yeah, I don't to see people try to talk to you, and you like because I feel like it's ill intent. Yeah, like when you got anytime, I feel like this anytime anything is forced, I feel like it's ill intent because most time you don't have to force it. I agree. You don't have to force it. Mm-hmm. Like the energy gonna be like you gonna energy reciprocates. It don't die. It, it bounce off each other. So when yeah. it, when the energy ain't bouncing, and you just chopping your gums. <laughs> so you don't think you're quiet? No, I'm not. You are quiet. You ask me what I think. You are quiet. <laughs> you only you literally only talk when you have to. That's true. Literally. Like you don't say a word unless you have to talk. Because oh, I'm a I'm a thinker. Yes. My mind is always yes. trying to solve the problem. I don't I don't because when people talking they they talk problem. That's mm-hmm. why I don't like talking to folks. Or they talk average. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear you goddamn nagging all day. We, we all had a bad life. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining outside on everybody. I don't want to hear you talking about you got your hair messed up. Some people riding the car right now and, and, and can't and can't roll their window up or down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And you and you or some people ain't got a fucking car. They got to walk to the store. I know that's right. I don't got time to be in this shit all day. <laughs> and a lot of that got to do with like my upbringing, where I come from. You know what I'm saying, and I'm and I'm working, I'm working on being. I'm well, I swear, I'm, Lord knows, I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of times, it's like, nah, fuck that. Harry <laughs> right, Charles, yeah, fuck that. Okay, so why do you think that artists in Charlotte aren't getting as much recognition as other artists, like in areas like in Memphis and Atlanta? Um, I feel like we we. Well, I feel like we copycat. What do you mean? Like Atlanta got their own sound. Mm. Memphis got their own sound. I feel like we copycat. We mm. try to copy Atlanta or we try to copy anything. Like, like for sure, I love Charlotte. I love Carolina, but we bandwagon. Mm. We don't believe in us enough. I agree. We don't believe in when we so dope here together that it's like, nah, I'm I'm I got this recognition. Y'all not fucking with me. Mm. Like, we was right here with you the whole time, rooting for you. But now it's like, you know, I just feel like we ain't. And I don't want to hear about the gatekeeper shit, you know what I'm saying? Because that's something where we can't control, even though it's true. But one another thing is true. You can be authentic yourself. And authenticity breaks through. So so you think that if somebody is is extremely authentic in Charlotte, Outside of them, outside of if people coming together to support one another, that they can break through, baby. Well, the baby, I think he's a little, he's an anomaly in my opinion. I think that he is a like his grind is unmatched, baby. Like what he does is like you don't see that often. And and he had people in his camp that went against him. Be like, nah. Yeah, you gotta have money too. Nah, you just gotta believe. 
Like he didn't have no money to put on a diaper. Like everybody around him told him, I'm everybody around him told him no. Another one is Tusi. I heard people that was uh like managed Tusi like I don't I don't like him. Yeah, I, I like from a person who's not from here, and I said this before on an episode. It looks like a lot of haters around here, mm-hmm. and it it just feels like a lot of people in the industry that are here they all want to be the main event. Everybody wants to be in the limelight. Everybody wants to be the the per, the main person and nobody wants to play roles here. It's like everybody wants to be the star. Instead of like people supporting one person and helping them get to where they need to go, nobody seems to want to do that here. Yeah, yeah, we need more King Carters. Yeah. King Carter was a rapper, a dope ass rapper. Dope. That nigga said that nigga's same baby. And took him to Arnold and, and made Arnold. Arnold didn't want to do it at first. He made Arnold come because, like, he seen how how dope he was and, and ran with it. Like, definitely need more King Carter's. But like I say, you I, you got to be authentic because everybody sound the same nowadays. Because auto tune, auto tune. <laughs> like 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 look when you go somewhere, you know somebody from Memphis how they talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Er, it's the er mm-hmm. music. <laughs> Her, yeah. It, it, Carolinas, you really don't. We know. don't have a culture like like what we known for. The Panthers. Yeah, I definitely ain't known for that shit. That's terrible. He's <laughs> <laughs> terrible to be known for banking. We known for banking. We're not known for nothing musically. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Besides Baby and J. Cole. And, and there's two more people. You see that? I just named two people that's authenticity. Yeah. Mm. How many J. Coles you got besides Kendrick Lamar? That's unfortunate. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And Baby Baby just a superstar, so. Yeah. Well, there's that. So, we're going to switch it a little bit. Let's get into... Raphael Ratliff. Right. <laughs> so how do you balance being a dad and being an artist? Artists come last. Mm. Yeah, artists, artists come last. Dad is first. Okay. Yeah, that's that's just first and foremost. Dad is first. Well, it's... Like my kids told me the other night, they said, I don't want to be your kid sometimes. <laughs> I said, I, I don't want to be your dad sometimes either. Shit, I don't want to buy you shit. <laughs> Rick said, can we just switch for O's one day? And you, like I, I said, yeah, you can go to work. He said, no, I don't want to be with you to be in the house. No, you don't get to pick and choose. No, you don't get to do that. Yeah, they, they told me that. But no, dad, first, I love, I love my kids. And, and, it's, and it's more so like how before my dad and mom broke up, once I got older and I made a lot of mistakes, I understood how powerful a male role model was. Mm-hmm. You know, and like my mom was the hustler. Work, work, work. My dad was disciplinary structure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now he should have took his ass to work. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely should have took his ass to work. You know, because he was too talented not to work. I don't understand. <laughs> the man could paint, build houses, work on cars. Like he was a jack of all trades, but I don't know why he just couldn't keep a job. He didn't want to take his ass to work. He didn't want to go to work. I'll put it like that. He couldn't take, like my pops couldn't take another grown man telling him what the fuck to do. Okay. And hmm. and and him and him knowing and seeing how he needed to be done, because he he'll do it. He had a, but to tell him, they cut your ass out. He had to take over spirit. They cut your hey, hey, uh, run, you run, got, got to run the, run the family. They cut your ass out because mm-hmm. he could, and I get it from him. I could see how to make it better, and it is like if I see some shit and it's like you want to do the same shit and be average or you want to be great, that be that be like that's my daddy. Fuck it out, Joe Jackson. You said he was like Joe Jackson. <laughs> And you know, like, like, like he finally told me that everybody don't want to be great. Like, they sure don't. They don't want no. He said. He said one thing. He said. I'm gonna tell you. He said. He said. Once you get this, you gonna make it. He said. Once you understand that, 
It's a game. And people don't want your fucking input. They want you to do it. Now they want you to do it. How they see put. They don't want your advice. They don't want your criticism. He said, once you can master that, he said, I know it's hard because you like me, you're perfectionist. He said, once you can master that, you're going to make it because that's who make it. So um, I know that you are very active in your kid's life. Mm-hmm. And we had a panel the other day on my other show. And, you know, people give themselves props about being good dads. And um, yeah. so what do you think it takes to be a good dad? Because the one guy on my show said he literally said out his mouth that he's a great dad. And he sees his son every Wednesday. I mean, I don't know his circle. So do he live in the same city? Yes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and he sees his um, son. Every Wednesday. He's every Wednesday and every other weekend. So what's the circumstances? He wouldn't tell us. So y'all got to go watch my Breaking Barriers podcast because I, I went off on him last night. I, I tried to hold back, but I couldn't. So I snapped. Yeah. But yeah, he was being very secretive about it. And it was weird because he was really old with a six-year-old and it just didn't make sense. But I just want to know, because I know that a lot of times, that's probably going to fall. A lot of times um, parents give themselves props mm-hmm. about being good parents. And I know you have older children that can give you feedback. So right. do you think you're a good dad? Do you, um, know, what do you think it takes to be a good dad? I mean, the feedback is in the success of the kid. Mm-hmm. Like if your kid is successful, then you, you probably, uh, you know, I mean, that's that, well, that, that, that say, I can't, wait. I can't say that because some motherfuckers is absent from their kid life and you got the other parent over here doing everything. And then, you know, they just post on social media. Yeah. Look at my boy. Oh, look at my girl. So let me not say that. But then you and then you also have some parents who are really good parents and they're some, they just got bad kids. Season. Yeah, kids piece of shit too. <laughs> so yeah, let me let me not say that. Let me not say that. But I mean, I still I still do believe like the success is in the kid. Like he had to get that shit from somewhere. I mean, I don't know because parenting could be broad. Your grandma could raise you. Your aunt, your uncle. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I I, I think people that had kids shouldn't have kids. And I think the word parent, um, and it, it's sad because everybody is not a good parent. I agree. No matter how they try to twist and turn it. And, and to see my kid once a week and we stay in the same city. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know how great you could be. And But like I said, I don't know his situation circumstances because, you know, you got some bitter parents, you know, won't let you get a do for the kid of uh, or whatever case may be, you know. And and I don't understand. And I I get it. I get it because I wanted to give up on getting one of my kids because it was it was hard. You know what I'm saying? His his, his mama didn't make it easy. So, but you know, you can go to court. You can do the whole process. You definitely can. You know, what and I'm he saying? has the resources. So. You know, but I think that's just core. That's what they agreed on. I don't know. But, so he just chose to do the bare minimum. He said the reason why he had the kid was because he wanted another chance at being an active dad because he was serving when his other kids were little. So I was confused in how you do, being active now. I, I saw I snapped because I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, and it's you know, crazy. you know, everybody, everybody definition of great is different. I don't consider that great. No, I don't either. Um, so the reason why I brought that panel up is because the topic of that podcast was. Why was your baby's mom not good enough to be your wife? So I'm going to ask you that question. Oh, man. Too young. We was hoeing. Too young. We was hoeing. No. Maybe the first couple. We was hoeing. Not all of them. I wasn't ready. You wasn't ready? No. I was out here sticking, jiving, jerking, and moving. So they was good enough to be your baby mom, to, to carry a seed, but not to be your wife? I mean, okay. So the first four. Listen, the first four, I was high school. Okay. The last, the last two, I was kind of trying to get my shit together. Okay. I still, I still did it wrong. Um, I mean, I, I will say this: I, I definitely got lucky on the last two, because I don't have to, I don't have to go through that shit I went through with the first two. I'm in the first four. 
So, hey. But they still wasn't good enough to be your wife. First. I know nah, I went in that headspace. I, I went I went in that I went in that headspace of thinking marriage. And it's that's definitely not a good thing. I think, you know, like I tell my boys, you, you know, if you can't see yourself marrying it, don't don't even lay down with it because the chance and the possibility of a little motherfucker is gonna come out of. And you gotta spend 18 years, you know, lifetime. With heaven or hell. Lifetime. Yeah, lifetime. It is definitely a lifetime. Because the kids be cursed. The kids be cursed depending on y'all relationship. If y'all got y'all got a good relationship, it's gonna, you know, it go in your favor. If y'all got a bad relationship, that kid gonna feel it. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. agree. So and that was that was the conversation that we had because it was it just seemed like the conversation like you're having with your kids, those the kind of conversations that needs to be had, whether kids like one of my friends was telling me that, well, these some kids don't have dads or you know, those conversations aren't being had in the house. Right. I'm like, but what about changing those conversations at the barbershop? Changing those conversations in the locker rooms? Changing yeah. those conversations at the football game, the basketball game, so that we don't continue to perpetuate these types of stereotypes of just sleeping with women just to collect coins. I don't know. Like, yeah, let's and, be and, more intentional. And and and, and be accountable. You, I, you hear me? I didn't say nothing about them. I said, yeah. I. Yeah. I was young. I was sticking, driving, moving. Yeah. I. Yeah, it's, it's all me. It's all bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of that is um, surroundings. Absolutely. What you grow up around, most likely, yep. what you're going to be, yeah. what you're going to do. And, hey, you know, you might have a small few that makes it up out of there, but mm-hmm. most don't. Yeah. I think that, like, your generation, my generation, like, I think we're doing a better job at talking to our kids yeah, and trying to help them not make those same mistakes. Yeah, And I actually think this generation is doing a good job of not procreating as often. I mean, you, you had to talk to them here. They shaking ass on social media. Oh Lord. Strip club 24 seven. Yeah. They ain't got to pay to get in. No more. The crazy part about it is so <laughs> like this, no, seriously. Like I, so I'm, I'm in the entertainment world. So, you know, when I go to the clubs or the script clubs and you know what I'm saying? I'm exchanging my Instagram and, I might have them dancing to my music or something, you know. By the next week, I done seen one of my songs going there like an ass shaking video. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so you got to have them conversations and understand that, hey, listen, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you the outcome. Yeah. If you do this, this was going to happen. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Okay. So since you are in the industry, is it hard for you to date as an artist? Hmm. It's all day period. Fuck the industry. The industry lasts. I feel like I, I feel like it's me as a person. Like I feel like like I'm hard to deal with. I'm I'm because my kids first. I don't see I don't see nothing else beside that. And then I wouldn't be financially in the place. You know what I'm saying? Before I even like before I could wrap my mind around like some romantic shit, if if I ain't got no money, I don't want no pussy. <laughs> That's just me. Who trying to fuck out here broke? <laughs> if you fucking broke, you you got a disability problem. I'm telling you. My head hurt. Oh my gosh. Like, if I ain't got no money, I don't want no pussy. Don't kiss me. Don't touch me. Come here. We need to figure out how we going to make some money. If, if that pussy comes money, I tell him I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready right now. How you want it? Where you want it? Lick it, stick it. Oh, God. Okay. Well, he said no sugar coating. So, yeah. okay. I'm just being honest. So, what qualities does a woman have to have to become your wife? Mm, qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, First, you need to look like something. I ain't, I ain't gonna be, <laughs> I ain't gonna be one of them guys talking about some looks and everything. He's a goddamn lie. Yeah, because if I, if I look halfway decent, you need to look halfway decent. <laughs> Take your ass to the gym. Jenny Craig or something. Her Jenny Craig in forever. I'm oh telling my you. God. Definitely look halfway decent. Um, because I, don't, I don't want to be embarrassed and like. You don't want to get like you don't want to be somebody and like they don't 
Like y'all don't never go outside or go on a date. Oh, why we don't go on a date? And then he can't tell you, like, right? Like, you're fat. You can't say it. You can't say it. Body shaming. Yeah, yeah, like, okay. <laughs> and this is for the ladies. Like, understand this. Men lie because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell you, like, your your makeup look ugly as a motherfucker. You don't want to say that? I don't. But you will. I definitely will. Like, I don't want to tell you that's an ugly-ass wig you got on. But I got to because I'm not going to let you make me look stupid. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to... One thing about me, I ain't going to look stupid for nobody. I tell my mom, go, mom, go take that shit off. Go take it, mom. Go take that shit off, mom. Yeah, I ain't going to... Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so, so, God. so, first of all, it got to be the look because, you know, man won't, man won't eye candy. That makes him look better. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, 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 it's for my ego. Mm-hmm. For the, for, the boy be like, damn, you seen him on the train guy? Yeah, yeah. If you look good, that makes me look good. Um, second of all, um, she needs to be trustworthy. Mm-hmm. She needs to be trustworthy. I need to know. I need to know the real you. Like, don't sugarcoat it. Like, let me know if you was a hoe before me. Oh, God. <laughs> because if you hide in your past, you will hide your present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let me know. Like, like, keep it real with me. Keep it funky because I got a couple bodies myself. You know, keep it like um, trustworthy, God-fearing. Cause if cause if, cause if she don't if she don't fear God she won't fear me, and I and I and one thing about life, if there's no fear there's no discipline. When you see they got them police driving around you slow down cause you scared that's fear. Fear makes you act right. No matter how people want to try to put it twisted, fear makes you do things accordingly. Because if you don't fear losing me you don't value me. You know what I'm saying? Um. Gotta be able to cook. Cause I ain't doing too much cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and gotta be able to cook. Um gotta 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 be a go-getter. You know what I'm saying? Gotta gotta have some hustle in them. And gotta be a freak. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's okay. Go for a way to do. Yeah, I want no I don't want no born woman. <laughs> yeah, I need you to be a hoe right now. Yeah. All right. Well, do you believe that um you possess qualities that it takes to be a husband, a good husband? Oh yeah, most definitely. You do. Most definitely. What kind of qualities does it take to be a good husband? All them same qualities. All them folk right there, woman. They see it. My real life. I post. I'm kids. I'm church. I'm 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 working. I'm I'm ambition. You know, I'm I'm definitely gonna be straight up real with you. I got you know what I'm saying. My I'm a, one thing about me is I like to come in every situation and enhance it. If I can't, if I feel like this, if people can't come around you, make you better. What the fuck they're around for? I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a better maker. If that's a word, I don't know. If that's better a word. maker. Yeah, I'm a better maker. <laughs> baby maker, better maker. Oh, you definitely a baby maker. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. You done? Yeah, I'm done. That's right. Okay, well, I have one more question for you before we go into our um, money train, ride the train dance routine. Oh, it's the way viral on TikTok. We're gonna show we're gonna show y'all how to do it. Also, you got to show me how to do it because I don't remember how to do it. But um, I have one more question, and this is probably the number one question that everybody wants to know: what? What's your relationship status? We're gonna ride the train. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ride a train. <laughs> Good answer. Good yeah, answer. We're going to ride a train. We're going to ride a train. All mm-hmm. right. Um. So how we do this thing? We got the music. We got the song. We're going. It's basically it's basically the Macarena. Okay. We, um, oh, Lord. He got us doing the Macarena, So y'all. you know how to do the Macarena then, you know. Hey, hey cue, my, cue my music, DJ. <laughs> oh. Girl, I'm hoping that you're ready because I'm about to put it down. I hope you. We got to Okay.
day. Let's do it. Come ride it, ride it, try it. No, I said, oh, it's waiting for you to ride this track. Oh, try it. You should come and ride it. Once I get inside it, promise you won't like it. I got what you want. You got what I need. So, baby girl, stop playing. Come and put it on me. Oh, ride it. Come ride this track. Ride it. Come ride this track. Girl, I'm hoping that you're ready, cause I'm about to put it down. I hope you got your seatbelt, I'm about to drive you crazy. Cause I got stamina, go back to back, go round around. Make that ass clap, ass up, face down.